at an infusion clinic in Dayton, Ohio, which provides, among other things, chemotherapy to cancer patients, there's someone known by all as Rockman Willie. Willie walks through the clinic saying hello to everyone, and in the midst of light conversation, he pulls out an array of hand-painted rocks he's designed himself. He tells people to choose the rock that speaks to them the most. But Willie would want these rocks to be passed out to other cancer patients or, or folks that have a chronic illness, and he said he just wanted to make people happy. He just wanted to see a smile. There have been some people that have asked, well, can I pay him? And Willie says, no, no payment, just smile. While he just wants a grin in return for his rocks, which often feature smiling faces on them, Rockman Willie's journey to finding his own happiness has been fraught with ups and downs. Since 2014, he's been battling stage 4 rectal adenocarcinoma. Despite being only 41 years old at diagnosis, the pain caused by the cancer, in addition to side effects stemming from radiation and many bouts of aggressive chemotherapy in that infusion clinic, left Willie without a quality life. After four years of dealing with the roller coaster of good days and bad days, Willie set his sights on finding purpose in the day-to-day. This is Rockman Willie's palliative care story. Back at that infusion clinic receiving chemotherapy, Willie enjoys being the one to cheer others up. He, he considers himself an introvert, and he likes to be more, more a homebody. But when he gets around people, he, he will light up a room. He, he, will, he, he loves to, to tell little jokes, and Willie's not afraid to crack on himself. You know, so at, at the infusion center, he, he, when there's people that are kind of, you know, sitting there getting their infusions that sometimes take hours, Willie will go around and talk to them, or he'll start up a conversation, or he'll tell a funny story. And so he's a very engaging individual. Everybody in our office knows when Willie's here, and everybody in our office really enjoys and likes him um, and really has a lot of respect for him as he, he, he inspires us all to be what we can be. That outgoing and gregarious Willie we see today was in a much different place over a year ago when he was first referred by his oncologist to palliative care. The referral was made so Willie could get additional help to deal with the pain and stress of his rectal cancer. Palliative care is specialized medical care focused on relieving the symptoms and stress of a serious illness. It's appropriate at any age and at any stage of an illness. Now, palliative care teams are made up of doctors, nurses, social workers, and other medical specialists who work together to help the patient deal with the day-to-day struggles of their illness. Mark Curtis, an advanced practice registered nurse who heads up Willie's palliative care team, was very eager to help him from day one. If they're like any of the hundreds of people that I work with, from the first day they get that diagnosis, their life begins to change. People start telling them where they got to go, what they got to do, what they have to take, and, and everybody relates to that. And I say, well, in palliative care, what we do, instead of everyone telling you what you have to do, you get to make the decision about what you feel is best for you based upon the information that you obtain from all your care providers, from family, from friends, from myself. And then what we do is that allows the person to be in the most control of the decision-making process, truly uh, utilizing a person-centered care. So palliative care looks at relieving suffering 
but suffering not only in the physical realm, but also emotional, psychological, and spiritual. In the first palliative care meeting, Mark's team sits down with the patient to get to know them. Well, the very first session, what I want to do is try to establish trust. What I tell them what I want to do is I want to get to know you. I want to get to know who the person is behind the illness or the disease process. Because each person that comes in to my office to receive some emotional or psychological assistance with what their, uh, their, their journey, they haven't had or it's infrequent that a person asks them about their life pre-diagnosis. We become so sort of fixated on the diagnosis. Now, it's important that we treat the diagnosis, whatever that may be, cancer, heart disease, COPD, um, kidney disease. But if we lose sight of the person, we really are just working almost with machinery. During that initial sit-down, it was clear that Willie was frustrated. It seemed that every time he started to feel better over those four years, a new round of radiation or chemotherapy would bring the difficult symptoms right back. Formerly a club bouncer, Willie was once very strong and was very proud of his big physical prowess. But years of battling cancer had done damage on his body, and he struggled to cope with the weight loss and other physical changes. The help that I was trying to provide Willie was allowing him a place, uh, a safe place that he could come in and talk about some of the concerns, frustrations, fears uh, that he was experiencing, but not only him, but his wife also, who was struggling with the challenge of the possibility of losing her young husband at a relatively young age. Let's get a bit more specific about how palliative care works. We mentioned the pain Willie was feeling when he first came to palliative care. Now Mark details how palliative care has gone to work on helping Willie with pain. Willie is seen here at uh, our center uh, by our, our pain management specialist, our physicians, about once a month. And the um, medications that he's taking, um, we adjust as, as is appropriate to try to give him the greatest pain relief um, that he can, he can have. Willie does have uh, a colostomy, so that too is, is sort of a, a body issue that, um, that he is dealing fairly well with, uh, but just because of the whole change due to his cancer of the gastrointestinal system, Willie is in pain probably 23 out of 24 hours of a day. So our pain management specialists all work with Willie to try to find that right combination of medication to reduce the, uh, the physical pain uh, that he is in. Willie has also experienced uh, bilateral lower extremity edema or swelling of his feet and legs, which has um, it causes pain. So he's um, he's dealing with that, and just the overall fatigue and and body ache that, um, that he experiences. And what I find is that many of the people that I work with. When you talk about cancer fatigue, it's, it's nothing like you or I have experienced. Sure, we get tired or if we don't sleep well the night before, but cancer fatigue is literally in every cell of the body. 
and it is hard to lift a head off a pillow. With the right balance of pain medication, physical therapy, and small physical goals being set, like getting out of bed in the morning and going outside for a few minutes, Mark and his team focus on trying to get the patient back to the life they knew before diagnosis. Before that individual became a cancer patient or a heart patient or a pulmonary patient, whatever it might be, they were just a person. And I let them know I'm not going to forget that. that. Since that day you were diagnosed and people began to actually, you, you got a new name instead of John or Mary. Now we call you patient, your new name. And in here, you're going to be John, you're going to be Mary, you're going to be who you were before the diagnosis. In addition to pain management and goal setting, palliative care also provides emotional support. Moving forward means dealing with the emotional obstacles that stand in a person's way of finding joy. We will begin to work on the strengths, the tools that they have learned, and even when there has been trauma in their lives. So we begin to work, I begin to work with them on not only the present, current situation, but also all those unresolved traumas that they may may have experienced in their life that have have and continue to affect the way they deal with not only their diagnosis, but each and every experience or each and every environment they encounter. Mark has spent a great deal of time helping Willie emotionally through constant communication, as well as providing tools to get him back to feeling more positive. Well, one of the things that uh, he and his wife have a very solid relationship, and there will be times when he'll come in and say, hey, my wife noticed this or noticed that um, or asked me to talk to you about this or that, and we'll do that. And then uh, more and more frequently over the last year uh, or so, um, Willie comes in with more positive reports than he did from uh, when we first started. A lot of it uh, has come through just um, discussing and teaching Willie some relaxation breathing um, different relaxation techniques, uh, helping him to take a moment to think before he would react. He's, he's really a good guy, and he has a big heart um, by many of the things that he has done, but he does have kind of a, a, a quick temper, and so he has seen within himself um, positive results from some of the, uh, again, relaxation, stress management, um, coming to accept greater, greater acceptance of where he is at with his cancer. Over time, Mark started to notice some positive changes in Willie. He can actually kind of laugh now at himself. Certainly, we always have control of being able to change the trajectory of our emotional uh, and psychological pain. With the physical symptoms under control and with better tools to handle his emotions, the next step was empowering Willie to put purpose back in his life. That's where those rocks come back in. He's, he told me he's always been a tinker. He always liked uh, little crafts, little projects, and he's pretty good with his with his hands and, and creating things. And he has a very creative mind. So he began collecting small rocks and drawing faces on them, painting them. So they're really, um, he's developed this whole, I guess you'd call it a line of support rocks. And I probably have passed out 60 or 70 myself out of my office and he'll when he comes in he'll bring me a new supply and what I do is I will have I've got them on a bookcase on this shelf 
and I will tell the person that I'm seeing the, the story of uh, Rockman Willie. I don't go into details about his diagnosis or anything, but just a little bit about him, and he's given me permission to do that. And I'll tell him, come up here and look at this uh, little lineup of rocks, and whichever one speaks to you, I want you to pick out. Rockman Willie wants you to have that as a support rock. And people will come up, and they just look, and they, they go over them. They'll pick them up. They'll feel them. And then they'll pick that one rock that seems to speak to them. And then what they do is they will come back, a lot of these people, uh, the folks that I see, and tell me stories about Willie's rocks. And they will, uh, I had one, one fella, he said on the bottom of the rock, he just put a little bit of glue, and he glued it to the dashboard in his car, so that every time he gets in his car, he sees it, he calls it his lucky rock. The rocks have helped Willie take things one day at a time. There's a sense of peace about him. But what he's come to understand is that he can have some control over today. And Willie, as well as many people I work with, um, begin to understand that living in the moment is the most important thing. And I think Willie has done a great job at, at focusing on living. To find out how you or a loved one dealing with a serious illness can get better support, visit getpalliativecare.org.